What's up, Pats Nation? Michael Lake is here. Episode four of the Pats Tailgate Party Podcast, joined by my brother, Andrew Lakis, and my dad, my pops, Doug Lakis, all three members, Boston Sports Journal. Hey, if you haven't gone to Boston Sports Journal, jump on there. You get the best Patriots covered. Shout out to Greg Bedard for all the, the awesome stuff that uh, he puts out on there and a lot of stuff that we talk about. So courtesy to him for some of the stuff that we use here. But we're excited to join you today. A little bit of a bittersweet day. It's been kind of a crazy week. Uh, uh, but before we jump into it, and we'll, we'll get right into it here in just a minute. Fellas, how you doing today? Andrew, how you doing? Good. Good to be back with you all. I missed last week. Um, you know, figure that our viewership might go up this week now that I'm back. Oh, no doubt about it. Well, especially now that you have a halfway decent microphone. Uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the big leagues now. Here we got, go. I love that thing, man. Love that thing. I think one, it's the same. one could say I have the Stefan Gilmore of microphones. Oh, wow. Wow. I think that's the same one Bedard uses, by the way. I could be wrong, but I think it's the same nice. one he uses. Yeah, man. All right, Dad, how you doing? You got? I like that shirt you got on. The only positive thing really happening in, in Boston <laughs> sports this week. Hi, guys. Uh, how are you, man? Good. I'm glad to be back. A lot of fun last week, even though the viewership probably dipped a little bit without Andrew on there. But uh, we'll re- we'll rebound this week for sure. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, lots to get into. So uh, I guess we'll kick right into it. First thing we need to, to really dive into is uh, Sunday night football, the return of Tom Brady to Foxborough. Uh, dad, I'm going to start with you. You said when we won't get into the game yet, there's plenty enough to break down there. Uh, frankly, I was, I, I have, I told dad that after the game, Andrew, I told him I, we talked the next day, 24 hour rule, but I told him, I said, I can't, I feel like we just lost the Super Bowl. I said, maybe it's cause I got into the narrative of the whole thing or something. I said, and it's only a regular season game It's week four. It shouldn't matter. But I feel like, like I just, I was depressed the next day. Um, but anyway, I, dad, you said before the game, you were emotional watching. What, 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 you, what were you feeling like watching uh, the pregame and all that stuff? I mean, it was, it was a, it was a bittersweet, uh, situation watching Brady and come out. Cause you know, we've seen him come out live before with the, with the Patriots and, and, uh, you know, it's been so exciting and the people going crazy and everything. And then they showed the, all of the highlights of him winning games with the Patriots. It was, it was tough, Yeah. but as soon as the kickoff happened, I was all about the Patriots. Uh, I, it was a, like a flip the switch. You were like, I mean, uh, you were like Schwartzy. You see that Schwartzy said, uh, now the kickoff happens. We, uh, now the kickoff happens. I hope they, I hope they get punished. I can't remember what she said, but it was funny. Schwartzy. That's, that's right. And I, you know, I, I mean, I, Obviously, anybody who followed the Patriots for the last 20 years is going to get a little bit emotional watching that. Oh, I mean, sure. that's and, and, you know, in, in fairness, Brady, he was emotional the whole night. Yeah. What, you know, if you watch closely, I mean, I. Yeah. Absolutely. And by the way, is there any more of a uh, is there any more of a Boston name than Schwartzy? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's like, I mean, come no, on, man. Perfect. Schwartzy. All right, Andrew, how, how'd you feel pregame, pregame? Uh, yeah, I mean, pre, I, I think same thing. I watched him warm up. I, I, you know, watched the tribute and the NBC, this and that. And I think was feeling both grateful for, you know, all Tom Brady's done and having sure. him as our quarterback. And also just, a little, you know, a little sad, like, ah, oh, man, I wish, I wish I didn't have to watch him play for another team, but right. I think similar to dad game started and I was ready to go. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. No doubt. And, and, and I think, um, I probably first Patriots game in a while, maybe dating back to like last year's 
maybe the Chargers game last year, the Ravens game last year, where so, I actually really enjoyed watching. Yeah, like I was like, oh, this is fun. Like we're right, we're competing. They're they're kind of they're um, uh, it's kind of um, meeting, if not exceeding my expectations as I watch the game. I mean, I don't think they're going to have much of a chance. Well, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, they're playing really well. Yeah, it seems like in order for them in big games nowadays to have any sort of a chance, there has to be some sort of typhoon that comes through. Foxborough um, last year, it was the Ravens and thank goodness it happened in this year. And I, I'm not saying they weren't going to be up for this game. Dad, I think you hit on that last week. And I think you nailed it. You said, you know, if there's any game they're going to be up for, it's going to be this one, right? I, real, real one more comment on the pregame before we jump into the actual game. But I thought it was pretty cool um, when Brady ran out and did the, the patented let's go, you know what I mean? With the fist pump. I know he was in a different Jersey, but I think that was actually for the Pats fans. Uh, in the house and not for not for the buck so i thought that was pretty cool so all right so let's dive into the game here if we look at the game we'll just do a uh, quick kind of rundown buccaneers win end up winning on the road 19 to 17 um andrew to your point it was it, it felt close and 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 frankly at points the patriots felt um i felt like they were in control um any any takeaways from you guys just like initially watching the game i mean obviously we'll talk about the field goal decision you know i think i was you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you the story of what I was doing when that was happening, uh, when we get there, but just any, any takeaways. I mean, my first one, I'll throw this out there is, uh, I'm glad they just, I'm glad they just stopped trying to run the ball because you're not moving Vita Vea. And it, it clearly, you know, we had laughed in the previous weeks, uh, McDaniel's getting in the red zone, running Brandon Bolden, running a toss sweep that never worked. Um, and, uh, and that was my initial thing was, I'm glad they actually, you know, they made the adjustment and just started letting Max sling it a little bit. Um, but that was my initial, that was one of my, my key takeaways. What about you guys? Well, I think, you know, obviously the, the, they wanted to shorten the game and without being able to run the ball, they, they did it really well through Jones. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, once again, he didn't really challenge you know, vertically, right. But they were able to move the chains and, you know, shorten, really they shortened the game and, you know, the less Brady has the ball, well, <laughs> obviously of course. the better, the better off it is. I also think the key, you know, they came out, went on defense right away and they didn't, Brady didn't, they didn't score in the right. first drive the, the Bucks had. So right away you got a you know a positive right, and the and I just I just think the thing started to to kind of go in a good direction for the Patriots, and and some good things you know some good things happened during the course of the game and there haven't been a whole lot of those so yeah I mean there was he was uh, he was definitely you could tell he's definitely emotional and I think some of that played or showed in some of his play I think he was trying to do a lot I, to your point about uh, Jones I actually th- as I'm kind of thinking through it out loud. I mean, they kind of still ran the ball. They just did it through the air. If that makes any sense. It was a lot of mm-hmm. short precision passing, which is what we said what they should do. I mean, that, that's, that was the formula is make life difficult on Brady. I would have liked to see more pressure, frankly, on Brady, um, throughout the game. It, it didn't seem like they could generate much, but Andrew, your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, disappointed that they lost, um, but I think largely positive. 
Uh, I mean, I, the few things stood out to me. One, they could execute a game plan on offense and defense. Sure. Um, you know, to the max, short passes, uh, spreading them out, quick, quick throws. Like they did it, and it worked. Uh, and defensively, they spun the dial every time. Yeah. And they didn't get a ton of pressure, but they, you know, they, they, I think were successful in just kind of junking up the game and throwing Brady off. Um, you know, I think the the thing that I was disappointed about is like the fumble, like oh, just the second time and. <laughs> four games where they've had the game in hand or been, you know, I, I get that there was a lot of game left to be played the other night and they had plenty of chances, but that was a big three points in hindsight. Um, and you yeah. just couldn't afford to get when you're executing that kind of game plan, you can't afford to not get points when you're no. first in 20 or 22 or wherever they were. And it just, I mean, that part is gut wrenching, but, but overall I thought, um, it was a lot of fun to watch, um, give me some real hope, uh, for the rest of this season, but also, you know, I think for the long term. I mean, Mac, Mac's a baller. We've been yeah, saying this yeah, for yeah. weeks. Um, you know, he's young, he's going to make mistakes. He's going to learn, but I mean, to have the chutzpah to be standing on the other sideline of Tom Brady and his return to Gillette. And it literally, I don't think if anything, it maybe got him going. Yeah. Like it didn't it phase him at all. It didn't phase him at all. It was crazy. Well, I mean, he, that didn't he complete 18 in a row? I yeah. Mean, I, that, yeah. That, that, and the last guy to do that was Brady. So, I mean, everything's a positive with Jones. I will say this. I hope they can keep him upright because at one point in the game, the guy for the, the Bucks number nine, I'm not sure of his name, but he, they ran a stunt and he came off untouched. And I kind of went in a fetal position when Jones got hit because I thought, oh, no. Oh, yeah, he got crushed. It's the rookie and, from yeah, uh, Tampa's and, rookie. I mean, but he came full speed. Oh yeah! And, uh, Don't try to pronounce his name. No, Stick with not, nine. Uh, try on. Just call him Try on. Try on. No, just num does, number nine. Number nine. I yeah, I, I don't know why I'm putting you in that. Well, what I can yeah, uh, on, pronounce is Karis, and he's the one who didn't block. <laughs> so, I oh, get that name. Oh, Teddy Tomato Can up there. Is, anyway, Greek? is Teddy Greek? Is uh, Karis Greek? I think Karis uh, must be Greek. I don't know. He must be. I don't know. He, he ate too much to block. He but, can't move. Let's watch the uh, let's watch the uh, the the the, uh, the the cultural proprieties over there. We're, uh, we're or that's not the right word. Let's watch let's watch watch it over there. Although we're Greek, so I guess you know. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. No, I know. I'm just kidding. But I, just I mean, kidding. you know, I think I think there were a lot of positives in this game, and you know, Belichick does what he does. He he made Brady uncomfortable by not letting him pre-read at the snap. I mean, sure. he wasn't be able to pre-read and that's a big deal. And, yeah. you know, um, I mean, Belichick said it in his, as great as he is in his, his post-game comments, you know, everybody's like, well, I know how great Tom Brady is. We played against him every day in practice. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, it couldn't have said it any better. Well, so, so let me back up here. Cause Andrew, you made a point about the fumble. And, uh, and, and I mean, when it happened, we, you know, all three of us went into, you know, huh. obsessive text mode, um, and we're sending text messages about it. And, you know, it's a big three points could have been seven points with, with the way the offense was, was, uh, was moving the ball, especially with all the injuries in the buck secondary. I, so here's what gets me from a fan. 
And I think this is where I get a little, um, and I'm going to sound spoiled here, but I think I get a little, it's frustrating because when you run that type of game plan, the, the margin of error is so thin. And I watch a lot of other teams. And again, I'm, I, I, you know, I wouldn't for the last 20 years want to be a fan of any other team, but I watch teams like the Chiefs or the Cowboys or the Packers or these other teams that are talented and can move the ball. And I think to myself, they don't have that margin of error. They can make a mistake. Listen, if you turn the ball over two, three plus times, you're more than likely in the NFL going to lose no matter how talented you are. But that, that is, I think is what drives me a little bit crazy this year, especially. And, and obviously last year with this Patriots team this year, probably more because we spent so much money in free agency and it see, it still seems like on the offensive side of the ball, you know, there it's like it's like moving a tank down the field where you got all these other teams that look like they're humming a sports car and can get down the field, you know, like that. So I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong. You guys tell me I'm wrong. I, I just can't st- when they fumble and then there's just and maybe it's because of who they were playing. But I, it just is starting to drive me a little bit crazy. The offensive side oh, I, of the ball and the fact that they just can't like nobody, even Aguilar, who's supposed to be their speed guy. He's not beating anybody down the field, man. He's not separated well, for any huge uh, plays. Come on. I think you're right, Mike, from the standpoint that watching the first four games, they don't move the ball in chunks. No. So so 10 play, 12 play, 14 play drives. If I'm on the other side and I'm the defensive coordinator, I'm betting that they're not going to be able to do that on a regular basis. And to your point, the fumble throws that off. An interception throws that off. They've lost three of the four games. Well, the three games they've lost, they've lost the turnover battle in all three. So, Which is uncharacteristic of them. It uh-huh. is, but unfortunately, what's not uncharacteristic is when you do that, you lose. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it looks like you have a thought on that. Yeah, I just, I was, I was in my head trying to think back to past two decades and I mean, outside of 2007 and, and a few of the years where Gronk was at like Pete Gronk, I'm, I'm not ever sure. I mean, I, I don't know that Brady's oh, offense has ever been one based on chunk plays. I, like what? Well, yeah, but think about, I mean, think about the early 2000s years when you had guys like, like, uh, um, you know, Givens well, and Deon, guys, Deion Branch. Deion Branch, Branch can move. stretched the field. Yeah, he could move. Uh, David Patton, rest in peace. I mean, David Patton, he could fly now. And Brady would throw it up, and he was super athletic. Tell me anybody on this team that's doing that. Bourne no, Born is the closest thing. No, and you remember those big plays, and they had them, and I think they'll come. I think that, you know, I think they're still learning the offense. Execution's got to get better. Um, and nobody I, – I wouldn't disagree that they need more speed and talent. Like I, But I, I think that's on the defensive side more than the offensive side. I mean, our offense is just not one that is built for that. Right. The whole thing we do is we throw you five, 10, maybe sometimes 20 yard passes and right. we pick you apart down the field. Mm-hmm. We run the ball when it, when you give us the opportunity to run or when we need to. And honestly, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. It yeah. always has. Been. Yeah. I mean, this, I, I, and that doesn't, you know, that I, I agree with you that the, it doesn't jump off the screen at me yet. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh man, this no. is a slog, but I'm not sure we're ever going for, 50 60 yard plays on a regular basis i think when this offense is humming it's probably going to look a lot like it did when mac was completing 18 or 19 in a row seven yards yeah. here nine yards there and then a few big few few bigger splash plays when the offensive well, line can block 
I mean, right now he doesn't have any time. Well, so that's, that's true. I have right. no idea yeah, if anybody's right. open downfield, and and honestly, neither does he. Right. Because anytime yeah, they right. try to throw it three seconds after the snap, he's getting pummeled. I'll concede that. That's a good point. I mean, to, to add on, I mean, when you go back in the day with the the previous Patriots teams, that yeah, we can talk about Branch and those guys, and, and other than 2007, but they always had a guy like Corey Dillon, Blunt, uh, and those guys that would just pound you yeah, they're into submission and that and that's what they did they beat you physically on the offensive side as well and then at one point or another they could throw the ball you know on a post or something right. deep, deep down the field well, so and we don't and we don't have that right now I well mean, that's it's, the plan it's, with stevenson but that will get him in the game offense game well, correct but they're gonna correct. have to he's gonna have to learn i mean i yeah but how do you learn if you don't get experience oh that's what i'm saying i i don't i mean i think at this point i I don't know why he's still in the like witness protection program. Like it's time to bring him back. All right. Like, so let's, let's let him run the ball. Let's touch on that for a minute too, because dad, you and I talked about last week, Andrew, bring you into the conversation about last week, but I watched these teams and I, the example I used last week was the Cowboys. We talked about my wife being a big Cowboys fan. And we watch every game, they seem like the real deal, by the way. Um, and there's talent all over the place, but I watched them and I watched them demolish the Panthers this week. And other than when they took digs out of the game, which ended up being a mistake, and they almost let the Panthers come back, their talent is on the field. Their best players are on the field the entire game. Sure, there's a play here, there. Guys get a rest. I don't understand, and it makes me makes my skin crawl when I watch the like these practice squad players that we bring up for a week that are in on big third downs. Like I saw the other day, and I, I know one of them was because Jones was hurt and, uh, you know, and, and that was that ended up being a big part of the game when they got the, the big third down. But can someone explain to me why our best players aren't on the field all the time? Simple question. Anybody? Anybody want to give it a shot? No one else does it. Chiefs, best players on the field. Packers, best players on the field. Uh, Cowboys, best players on the field. Like all the time in the NFL, you best players on the field. We, I mean, I don't understand. Is it maybe that's that was- just, I don't get it. I mean, that would be a great question if you could ever get behind closed doors with uh, Mayo and uh, Steve Belichick and ask them, you know, the, how, how they set up a game plan because I'm with you. I mean, I, I told you the other day, Mike, I think this guy Barmore is going to be off oh, the chain. for sure. But 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 he doesn't play, but yeah. every other play. I mean, I, Yeah, listen, I and, and I don't want to hear the rookie thing, all right? Back to the Cowboys example. Micah Parsons plays 99% of the snaps, and he's pretty darn good. There are rookies that can play in the league, and ones oh, that go, what. what's that? Thank God Max uh, looked great through four weeks because this this whole BSJ comment section would light up talking about Micah Parsons <laughs> oh, if man. we didn't have Mac Jones. Oh, man. Uh, that's so true. Yeah. Because that's who Greg wanted, that Bedard wanted oh, him to take, wanted. right? Yeah. Uh, well, he's a stud, yeah. man. I mean, he's a stud. Yeah. He might, you know, they say he's got some off the field stuff, but he's, I mean, on the field, they, he's pretty darn good. So they asked, they asked, they asked Barmore if he talked uh, trash to Brady during the game. He said, no, Belichick, Coach Belichick wouldn't like that, but I did stare at him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love that. I love that. By the way, Andrew, I don't know if you saw, I saw today there was uh, I think uh, Judon did a, uh, he was an animal, by the way, he was a monster. Uh, and he's, he's quickly becoming my favorite player on the defense. Um, but he did an article today about the sleeves. You said the other night in a text, you thought it was so people could see if he uh, was getting held. Right. Which by the way, 
Anybody, I mean, there should have been laundry on the field the entire game. The Bucks were holding them the entire game. But anywho, the uh, uh, he said it was because he's got um, sensitive skin and he doesn't like uh, he, he when he fall. He was tired of bleeding all over his sheets. He was getting cuts because of the field turf. So that's why he wears the uh, wears the sleeves. Well, that doesn't explain the red sleeves. So my my point oh. about the red sleeve. I mean. <laughs> I think it's probably a marketing ploy by his agent, which is brilliant because now I guess, you know, we're talking about him because we know he dominates on the line. And as Patriots fans, we've loved this signing. If you're just tuning in to Sunday night football, guess what? Everybody is paying attention to who's that guy in the red sleeves. Nobody else has anything on, uh, but that was my point was maybe he's got those because it draws your eyes to them. And then refs might call holding more clearly. If that is what he's going for, it did not work. To uh, your point. Right. He was getting bear hugged all over the place. So let's talk about the decision uh, at the end of the game. So kind of, kind of walk through what happened there at the, at the time uh, Patriots are down by two. Uh, it's driving rain and there's 56 yards, there's a third down, first of all, third and three. And if you haven't seen, you can find it on Twitter or find it anywhere, but uh, they dial up a third down play. Ended up being a great, it was probably offensive pass interference, but dad, to your point, you said earlier, they weren't going to call it. Uh, Myers is wide open on an in cut. And who was it? Devin White? Was it Devin mm-hmm. White that made the play? Devin White for the, uh, for the Bucks tips the ball away. Would have been literally like first down by a mile. Probably would have gone 10, 20 yards further down the field. And you drain the clock. So doesn't happen. Devin White tips the ball away. Now it's fourth and three. And you all know, because I texted you during the game, and Addy had to calm me down because I literally walked away from the TV and the kids were asleep. And I was thinking, what? I'm literally maybe a couple of expletives. And I'm thinking, what are they? Are they seriously about to kick this field goal? And Addy's like, yeah, come, we'll watch the field goal. So now I'm going to watch the field goal. Even if it goes in, it doesn't matter because they're giving Brady 56 seconds or however long a minute with two timeouts. And he's going to go right back down the field and he's going to score. And it's going to be an even worse position. And, and there's part of me after I processed this, that thought to myself, maybe Belichick wanted Brady to have the ball. That's narrative street, but maybe like, Hey, I'm gonna beat him on defense where, you guys at the time, I think you liked the decision, right? At the time, Andrew, did you like it at the time or were you going, eh, I don't know. I mean, I I, give I the kid the ball. It. I mean, Come on. I didn't think he was going to make the kick. Um, it, he hasn't made a 56 yarder. It's his career long. He hasn't made it yeah. since literally my anniversary day, 11 years ago. Well, actually he hit it pretty good though, to be fair. Um, so just trailed he thought off. it was, he thought it was going in. Um, we're going through, I, no, I mean, I, I think in hindsight, I'm like, oh, yeah, they should have been aggressive. Go for it. The secondary's beat up. They just blocked the pass. The odds of that happening again are pretty slim. Um, and, you know, I think the idea of, like, letting Matt go out there and have a shot at it is was, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I, why didn't they do that? I, I think in the moment I was probably swept up in, like, all how quickly it was happening and just like, oh gosh, I hope he makes his field goal. <laughs> like, I just, uh, and, and, I really and, don't and, want them to go to one and three and then doink. Uh, and, okay, oh. one and three. I mean, when he went out there to kick it, I would the first thought, of course, is he's not going to make it. I oh mean, man, he, he's done a great. He oh. he made he'd made thirty some odd in a row for the Patriots. He's done a great job, but that's a long kick in the pouring down rain. Well, not so, to mention he's uh, how I can't remember how old he is, older kicker, and he's got an injury on his plant leg. To Andrew's point, I give him credit. 
I mean, he, he made a heck of a yeah, try he, on he, that kick. You're right. I mean, but here's my, here, after I thought about it for a few minutes and it did happen rather quickly. So I didn't really have a chance to process. I would have liked to see Belichick show some confidence in his offense. Yep. Even though it struggled, but Jones had completed 18 in a row. They'd done some good things the other night. I would have liked, if you make it, you make it. You're probably going to win the game because, because now the Bucs have to use their timeouts and you're moving the ball closer to, to, for a reasonable kick. If you don't make it, you never gave yourself – well, you gave yourself a chance on fourth down. Right. But you're not going to get the ball back. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, you go back to years ago with Peyton in Indy. Right. They, they went for it on fourth down because the defense couldn't stop. That's Manning. that right there so, is what I thought about in the moment. Why I was mad. Keep going. Okay. So, so the reason he didn't, he did it that night was because they couldn't stop Manning. Well, you knew it when they Manning got the ball back, they were probably going to score a touchdown. Right. The other night, you know, his defense was playing well. I'm sure he thought if we make this kick, we got a chance. That's I mean, down rain too. Brady. The problem is Brady only would have like needed three points yeah that, but that's I, the problem i think the odds of brady i mean he's great we've seen it happen more times than we can count i, I wouldn't have felt comfortable with that lead i think right. the odds of it not i i think i think he had two i'm sure belichick in his mind was doing some quick calculations very fast and i think two thoughts probably were brady hasn't looked great all night he's got to throw in the driving rain he's gonna to have to do it quickly and oh by the way the kicker then still has to make a kick whether it's 35 yards or 50 yards, he's going to be in pouring rain. You know, I, I get the rationale behind it. I, I do think the, the 56 yarder in the rain with Nick folk, because I, I, right. you know, that maybe is where the conversation would, the calculation would have stopped with me. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, yards, Nick folk. Poor, okay. never mind. All right, no, Mac, Mac, get out there. The <laughs> uh, yeah. But my fear would have been that they would have come out on a fourth and three. And, and uh, McDaniels would have given it to Bolden. No, no, yeah, they would have run a toss sweep, short side, <laughs> short side toss sweep. That's and what I got to tell run. you, a minute and a half before that, or two minutes before that, I was really hoping the kicker for the Bucks would not make the forty-eight yard uh, kick in the driving rain. He almost and he hit it right, right down the no, middle. No, didn't, didn't he? No, I don't think it was right down the middle. I think yeah, the, he, it, it was a little <laughs> bit to the left. <laughs> yeah, but, but was, he made it's it. It's pretty true. It was pretty. Yeah, right. I well, was hoping. Well, so the reality of the situation is uh, folk bangs it off the upright. It's, you know, three inches to the right and it goes through. Uh, so, you know, Patriots go to one and three, they lose to the, uh, lose to the bucks. And that's where we are. Uh, you know, best one and three team in the league. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> me being optimistic. Talk about a not useful. Uh, I accolade. hate that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a one, one and three. three. Uh, what was it? Bill, Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick said every year. You, you, are are what you, are. you are what your record is. That's right. Uh, so this week we got Houston, uh, which seems like a little, a little bit of a break, but before we get to the game this week, uh, which they better win, um, although nine points on the road with four offensive linemen being out, seems like a lot, but uh, let's talk about the transaction that happened this week. Uh, Patriots initially released Stefan Gilmore. And then we find out later that seemed like a little bit of a leak to get them uh, to, to find a trade partner. Uh, you guys' thoughts. I mean, I, listen, I, I first saw it. I'm, I'm just, I'm just getting real tired 
as a fan of not being able to keep talent, uh, losing talent. And then more importantly, if look, if Gilmore isn't going to be there and they're going to make the decision, why do it now when you get a six round pick for the guy who was two years ago, the defensive player of the year doesn't make any sense to me. And it puts him in quite a bit of a mess uh, with their cornerback situation. I agree. And I, but, and after reading more about it, what bothers me more is the situation now that it puts them in with um, Jackson. Yeah. Cause and, you, get, uh, you got to franchise them or you got to yeah, pay them. I mean, they're going to have to pay him $17 million next year if they franchise them. And they won't. And, and, and he, so the ball's in his court. Uh, that, that concerns me more um, than the situation here. I, I, I'm not sure at the end of the day, it's the worst thing that could happen releasing him. Um, timing. Yes. Mike timing is, is, is an issue. Um, I don't think he wanted to be there and I don't think he was going to work with them uh, so that he could be there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I think that plays in. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, I, I, similar sentiment to dad there. I mean, the two things I'd point out are one, I think the trend is troublesome for me. I mean, this is, you know, five, six players now that have, you know, Belichick's either been late on or kind of mismanaged the, uh, the asset, um, in terms of, you know, you trade Gilmore last year at the trade deadline, you get a better, you get a better haul. And then we wait till, you know, there's no suitors and you make a six, get a six round pick. I mean, that, that on a team that needs talent and needs to continue rebuilding, that's just a problem. Uh, yeah, it's, and it's, it's yeah. yeah. And, and that's irritating as a fan. Cause I'm like, come on, Bill, like you gotta just be come better, on, man. That. Like that's just not good management um, of, of your resources. Uh, I think in terms of here and now with this team, uh, I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, I love Gilmore. Uh, he was awesome to watch. Yeah, Lock it down. Lock down. Anybody in, in winning the Super Bowl against the Rams and the ride up to that right now, I think Belichick is building something with this team. He probably liked what he saw on Sunday. He can see it starting to come together and he didn't want the distraction. I mean, you got a guy who wasn't happy, who had been, you know, rumored to have, um, tweaked a, a toe or a hamstring in the past. So he wouldn't have to play. I mean, you just can't, you got to cut out no, the distractions right. yeah. and unknowns if you think you're building something. So I, I, I think agree. we're fine for now. Uh, I don't think I hate the steam go. I don't think it's a big deal. I do think the bigger trend is a real problem. And as a fan, it's, it's incredibly annoying. Cause if you're going to root for these guys and you want them around, then my God, if, if you're going to, if you're going to pull the old Bill Belichick and send lawyer Malloy away or, you know, uh, trade Logan Mankins, then I want you to be early, not late. And right. I want to be able to say, see what that's going to turn into down the road. And right now right. we're just mm-hmm. giving guys away. Yep. Well, you know, at least the uh, the savings uh, helped us sign a 31 year old Jamie yeah, Collins. Jamie Collins. So, yeah, wonderful. I I well, still see. Sp- speaking of a head kick, speaking <laughs> of a guy who might be a little bit of a problem. Well, I mean, I can still see Owen Daniels uh, running down the field on a double move two times in the AFC Championship game. He can't cover anybody if they run a double move. So we'll see. Yeah, Jamie, fifteen. Jamie, Jamie another title. That was number uh, seven. Jamie, got oh, away. Yeah. Jamie was eating a hot dog, I believe, as Daniel's ran by. I mean, right by him. <laughs> right by him. Oh, yeah. 
right by him. And by the way, Manning released the ball before he had started the second move, by the way, and it hit him right on time, both times uh, in the end zone. So, uh, so yeah. So that's the point. Is this the point of the, of the podcast where I get to point out how much Mac Jones looks like Peyton Manning? Oh my. Um, it, do, and did, then I really need people to just not watch it through a Brady lens because they don't look anything alike nothing, back there other nothing. than they're both, you know, making quick throws. Right. If you watch his mannerisms and the way he releases the ball. I'm like, oh, this is like Peyton. It's Jr. just like him. And his footwork, his footwork, uh, the way he takes a shotgun snap. You know, Brady kind of does the staggered stance. No, he Mac does the, does the, chop, the, the he does the chop chop, but he's got his feet in a square position, just like Manning. I mean, it's unbelievable. Give him that old face mask. You know, Peyton used to wear that. He should just wear that same helmet, man. Nobody wears it, it anymore. But you're exactly right. There, uh, it's and even his gait. I mean, it looks just like him. It's yeah. uncanny. Um. So all right. So got a couple minutes left here. Uh, the Gilmore thing just sucks from a talent standpoint. I agree with you guys that, you know, he's probably don't need to be there, but it just, I'm getting tired of the mismanagement of the, of the financials and the talent. That's be a sure. bigger issue. It's a huge issue, but let's look forward. We got a couple minutes to break down the Texans game. Uh, we're looking at the injury report today. It looks like we still got uh, four of our offensive linemen still uh, didn't, or two of them didn't practice. And then two of them are in COVID protocol. So hopefully they're vaccinated so they can come back. Uh, within a, a day if not then they're gone this weekend but Trent Brown didn't practice Shaq Mason didn't practice Van Noy didn't practice and everybody else Sean Wade didn't practice by the way that's the rookie that we traded for I don't know who's going to play corner this week uh, I guess we're going to be in the uh, base defense quite a bit um, Mills, has been, Mills has been pretty good by the way it's true um, Green Goblin I, better than we better than I anticipated no nope, um, you're right all right we just just go around the horn yeah predictions I mean, I what think- do we think they have to win this game. I mean, which is, you know, stating the obvious, if they don't win this game, then let's just fully rebuild this thing and let's send a few Seriously. more guys away. Stephen, Stephon yeah. Gilmore. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to blow them out. I don't think they're good enough for that yet. I think it'll probably be a sloppy game like the jets game, but you know, maybe they win by 10 to 14 okay. um, points. They defense keeps building offense. Mac, you know, makes a few mistakes, but makes some great plays. I, I'd say, you know, uh, 27, 13, 27, 13. All right. Dad. I think 24-17, I think it's closer than you think. I think, once again, they do some things. Uh, hopefully, they cut down on the penalties and the turnovers. I mean, if, if they can cut down on the, the turnovers, the fumbles, th- that's a major stride. So, I- I'm looking for them to win. Um, maybe ugly, but it doesn't matter at this point. Uh, 24-17. All right. So, you guys are going with, uh, Andrew, a little bit of a uh, game that's little bit uh you think the pats are gonna gonna cover dad you're you're going with a closer game i you know what i find interesting in this game and i think it points to kind of where both teams are offensively uh is the total in this game is 39 and a half it's not even a 40 point total uh so the pats are favored minus nine uh given nine and uh 39 and a half i mean i don't just i don't know i i listen i watched davis mills um on the red zone the other day and it's not good. I mean, the bills, the bill, by the way, just throwing this out there, the bill It's probably time for Pat's fans to understand the bills are far and ahead, far. And uh Oh, I see that face. Andrew, come on, man. The bills are good, man. They're Josh Allen's a good quarterback. He's finally showing he's a good quarterback. What do you t- hold on a minute? What do you t- just just? I'm not even your prediction yet. We're gonna stay there for just a second. I'm in the Greg what? Bedard camp here. Allen and Allen's not done anything. He had a good year last year and he struggled the first four weeks. 
you know, oh, great. He hasn't done anything. Beat, who, who they beat Washington and Houston, and he padded some stats. Pittsburgh. Man, get out of here with Pittsburgh, Josh Allen. They beat Pittsburgh, who's not very good. It looks oh, like. Yeah, worse. Okay, great. No, I mean, I look, I get it. You know, I'm not saying we're better than them, I'm, but I'm well, like, That's clear as day. Bills, Bills aren't winning anything, man. Come on. All right. They, All right. Didn't they lose? They lost to the Steelers, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I was going to say they did lose to the Steelers. Yeah, they lost to the Steelers. Yeah. I, I mean, this is the optimism I have. I know you need to make a prediction for this week. <laughs> this is why the other night I was all right, because I'm like, first of all, Max, the future. Let's keep him upright. But, hey, right. that's fun. I can go with that. And, two, I'm like, this team keeps gelling like that. Like, we'll beat the Bills twice, win the AFC East again. I'm good. Wow. Okay. Okay, man. <laughs> I, I, man, I like the optimism. Look, man, if the Come defense on. can spin the dial against Tom Brady and the Bucks I, receivers on Sunday night, they can confuse Josh Allen. That's all I'm, I'm not saying. I'm disagreeing you. with you. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I don't know that they can score enough points. That's the problem. The, the Bills, that's the issue. Yeah, no, that's that, that is a fair point, but I hope the offense gets better too. And can they keep yeah. the ball off the ground and, you know, ride that thin margin of error that we were talking about? Uh, that's the other problem. So speaking of, speaking of thin margin for errors, uh, we'll talk about, I may go to the game, by the way, we're, we have, we're looking at, at possibly going to this game in Houston. The ticket started $24. When's the last time you saw an NFL game that had tickets starting at 24 bucks with uh, the Patriots involved. Exactly. Right. It's hard to pass that up. Um, so anyway, Anyway, uh, I look, I think it's going to go as crazy as this sounds. I think both offenses are going to struggle. I think, um, and, and, and by struggle, I mean, the Texans are really struggle, but I, listen, if the Patriots don't have four offensive linemen, we come to Sunday and they're missing four offensive linemen, starting offensive linemen. They're going to have to quick throws, screens, precision passing and all that stuff. And I think that they can execute it. I just think that Houston uh, might actually be better on defense than we think. And I think you're looking at a game, um, you know, just an ugly mud, but like they're stuck in the mud slot fest, something just, I mean, one of those, you guys remember the old like Dolphins Jets games from like seven years ago, eight nine years to ago, seven, yeah, just like to 12 to 10, just gross. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take a win at nine to seven. Absolutely. Right now. All right. Well, that's I'll what I'm going to go that. with. Patriots win nine man, to seven. Man, let me tell you something. Nine to it's seven. Sunday afternoon at four 15, <laughs> it's nine to seven and we win. You will not say uh, no. what a great win. No. I'm glad we took that. I, like, like, come on now. They won. I'll say they won. Yeah, for sure. Right. Okay. I'm going to change. Right. I'm going to change. I'm not going to go nine to seven. Cause I just, I don't want to put that juju on anybody. That's just gross, <laughs> but I will say they went 13 to three. How about that? 13 to three. Okay. Now I'd be happy I, with 13. I, I, I take that. I, some, that's that's that would be good. the Rams buying the Super Bowl. That was a good win. Yeah, I took there that. we go. I'll go thirteen to three, and uh, Pats go to two and three, and we need some help for other teams losing. And long season ahead, Andrew. You keep telling me every week. I get mad. By the way, I'm the one that's starting to use more capitalizations and exclamation points. We were talking about that with Dad on week one, episode one, and now I'm the one that just. I just, and then, and I texted you guys like two in the morning the other night. I was still mad. I was still fired yeah, I was, up. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that was a great, te- that was a great text. <laughs> I said, do I, maybe I need to call him and talk him off the ledge. <laughs> You're talking about a guy after 2007 literally went into the fetal position uh, after that oh, Super Bowl. That don't was, even, don't even. Yeah. Speaking of that, Don't if you haven't seen that. the excerpts, last thing I'll get out of here. If you haven't seen those experts on the Wickersham book, they just had one that came out this week about the 2007 series uh, season. It's awesome. It's painful. Andrew, you said it would, it brought back some pain for you. You read it yesterday, right? Yeah, but it's good. So get on and read it. It's interesting. Uh, all right. So we, uh, we got him, uh, but Patriots 
Houston Patriots, Texans, rather 1 p.m. Eastern time in Houston. Let's go to two and three. Any last final thoughts, guys, before we get out? Yeah, of here? one last plug. Uh, we want guests, uh, not even guests. I think guests is the wrong. Frame. Yeah, it is. We just want more folks to join the tailgate party. So if you're a BSJ yeah, f- listener, us. reader, commenter out there, shoot us an email. Uh, come on, join us. We can start some segments. Uh, but you know, it, we really do view this as a as a as much as a podcast for us to share information. We view it more as like a gathering of Patriots fans to make sense of what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what we're feeling. So join the party. That's it. You can, you you can reach us by the way at Pat's tailgate party at gmail.com Pat's tailgate party at gmail.com. I'll throw that up on the screen so you can see it. Uh, And yeah, Andrew, your point, you know, that's what we want. We want you guys to come on. We want to have a conversation and dad just pitched it and said, Hey, like, and subscribe, you know what I mean? Get on the YouTube channel, find us on Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, click the thumbs up button, click the subscribe button. You get updates. Dad, any final thoughts for you? I know that a lot of you don't agree with what we say. So come on, (laughs) get on here and tell us. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We want to hear it, man. That's absolutely right. All right, fellas. Episode four in the books had a good time as always. And uh, we'll see you next week for episode five.